0: Hey, it's Britley, your host with Britley Photography, and it is January 2022. Every January, I give people the opportunity to get an early bird discount. So I give away crazy discounts on any photography service as $500 off of weddings, $100 off of engagement sessions, 30% off of photo sessions, only $90 for a family portrait, and $30 for a business headshot. All you have to do is book your deposit for 2022 in January, and it can be any time of year. It can be the busy season. It can be any time this year, and you get all these crazy discounts. So holler at me, Britley Photography, to get your discount ahead of time.
1: You're listening to... Excelsior. All right, so
0: I'm here with Stacy Wexler, and she's a local esthetician. And Stacy, what's your favorite food?
1: Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, let's see. I think right now my favorite food is like Mediterranean food.
0: Ooh. Do, what, what do you think? That sounds good. What What kind of Mediterranean food do you get? Do you get vegetarian or...
1: Yeah, I get vegetarian. So I like hummus, falafels, mm. Mm. um, uh, spanakopita. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. What?
0: Um, haven't you been making falafel at home?
1: I did make falafel at home, but it was kind of a fail. So, the key to making good falafel is remember to add oil, and I did not do that, so it was not that good.
0: How do you, do you do it in like a in a pan or do you have like a special like fryer or something?
1: You're supposed to deep fry them, but I've just been baking them. And honestly, like it's nothing special that I've been doing. I just buy a box from Trader Joe's and you add water and you let it sit for a little bit and then yeah, the rest is history. Just don't forget the oil.
0: Oh my gosh, I should get those. That sounds so good. And it's vegetarian.
1: It's, yeah, and it's super easy. I think it's got like a lot of fiber. Ooh, I like that so, fiber. Uh, I know, right? Got to get that fiber.
0: Gassy. Um, awesome. I that sounds really good. I might have to go get some. Um, awesome. Well, so tell me what you do. You're an esthetician, and you work over at Cole Salon in Burnsville. And, yeah. But you've been you've been doing that. um. How long have you been an esthetician for?
1: 17
0: years. What, oh what? gosh, you're so old. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and you've also, you, you're you a freelance makeup artist as well, or does that just kind of go in the group um, of
1: esthetician? No, I mean, I am a freelance makeup artist. I don't do a lot in freelance right now, but I do a lot of makeup at Kohl's. So that's been fun. Like I've been doing a makeup blog there and that's been really cool. Um, but mostly what I get is weddings and like homecoming and things like that. Um, so it's fun though. I mean, I did a hair show this fall and that was really cool.
0: Oh, fun. Um, so you're doing a makeup blog for Cole salon. Is that right? Yeah. How does that work? Is it like, is it on their website or they're an Instagram or?
1: Yeah, they put it on their website. So they have me do different things. Like this winter I did a blog on, um, let's see, what was it? It was like different looks that are in for the holidays Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was a fun one. And then now I'm doing one on, like, different ways to wear a red lip, like what tones work on different people. And um, Actually, that one's a new one, so I'm still thinking of different ideas for what I want to do for that one. But, yeah, that's what's coming up. Oh, very cool. Um, And with the
0: makeup, kind of, it goes hand-in-hand with, like, painting, I think. I feel like, because you're a painter, and I feel like that kind of goes with, creating different colors and looks and there's a lot that goes into that I'm sure with different skin tones and hair colors and eye color and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think for me it's definitely a way to express my creative side. Um I think I get pretty creative when it comes to like skincare too, like I love creating different um just like regimens for people and like different treatments, but um with makeup definitely, you know, it's going to be more similar to painting like even with the brushes and yeah, you can just like you know, use different colors
0: and have fun with it. So. Create different mm-hmm. looks. That's awesome. Now, what got you into being an esthetician? <laughs> you mean back in
1: 2003? <laughs> yeah. Go back <laughs> when you're 18. <laughs> Let me flip back. Um, I don't know. I just like, um, I was planning on going to school, like to college afterwards, after high school. And, uh, I just, like, wasn't really excited about it. I never really, I mean, I like learning, but I never really vibed with school. Um, and I had a manager kind of bring up being an esthetician. It was, like, a manager when I worked at Zootopia. Do you remember that store? Yeah. And she was like, you should be an esthetician. And I was like, what's that? And she told me about it. It just kind of clicked. Um, and I think what appealed to me about being an esthetician is just was, like, really hands-on. You could learn the makeup aspect of it. uh. Um, like, you could be more creative, a lot less school, which sounded appealing to me at the time. So, yeah. That it, yeah.
0: And you're pretty happy with it. You haven't really changed careers in the 17 years.
1: So, it must be something <laughs> that you really love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't changed careers at all. Um, no, it's been really fun. And I think, um, uh, like, when I started out, you know, I was doing a lot. With, I was doing, like, part-time esthetician and then part-time, like, full-on makeup. Mm-hmm. so um, I got the best of both worlds, and I think, like, especially at the beginning of my career, I was, you know, more adventurous with what I did with it, um, but now I'm excited just to kind of have, like, some stability with one job and just kind of focus on that, Yeah. so, I mean, th- and in this industry, there's so many different paths you can take.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good path for an artist, and you kind of said that, too, like, it's hairdressers, and anyone who works in a salon is kind of a bunch of artists hanging out
1: yeah and I love the personalities that come with it too I feel like everybody that I meet in the industry or the majority of people that I meet they're usually like really open-minded people and they are more creative and um yeah I just feel like they're really open and you kind of have to be when you're working with so many different people that you know come into either your chair or your room um so that's another thing that I really like about the industry is just like getting to know the people yeah
0: that's awesome. It's good to like who you're around because I feel like the environment is a big part of everything you do. So, yeah. Um, and how long you've been with cool Salon? Not that long now. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty new. So um, I started in July, like right after the 4th of July. And before that, I was working at a salon on Grand Avenue um, and that was really fun too. It was a smaller business. Um, and I absolutely loved the people that I worked with there and it was a really fun atmosphere, but, um, yeah, like they just couldn't make it cause of COVID and other things. So that was unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Do you see
0: that happening to a lot of small business salons, um, instead of the one that you worked for?
1: Um, I can't personally think of another salon that, that, the- That that's happened to. Um, I don't know, but I feel like it's been happening to small businesses. Yeah. Um, But personally, I can't think of another hair salon or like spa that that's happened to. Can you?
0: No, no, I don't really know much about that. Um, Yeah, I just follow you, to be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: So, yeah, I mean, I really haven't. So that may be a good thing um, that it's not like affecting a lot of salons like it is restaurants. I see a lot of them shutting down and, um, or yeah. changing. You know hands. what I do
1: see though? I see a lot of uh, people going independent. Like I do feel like there's a shift with that. Like I see that more than I used to, where a lot of people are either renting a space or a chair, or they are just like going off on their own and doing their own thing.
0: Huh? How do you think, um, do you think that affected with the COVID more? Yeah, okay. I do.
1: I think that people just felt like they had more control over, um, their own business when they did that. And especially if they have an established clientele, like that was a pretty easy transition for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that's good or bad for people? Cause I don't know. I mean, I think it's good for a lot of people. Like if I do think you have to be really responsible if you do choose to take that on, because there's a lot more that comes with it. Sure. Um, You know, you have to be in charge of ordering all of your own supplies. You have to be in charge of um, doing your taxes a lot more. Like when you, I mean, you're essentially owning your own business. So, you know, you can't just go in once a year and do your taxes. Like you have to make sure you're on top of that. Um, And, you know, clienteling, marketing, like all of that lies on your shoulders. Making sure you have insurance, making sure your business is insured. But that works for a lot of people. Like a lot of people like that just vibes with them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um so it it just kind of depends on what benefits them more cuz I mean um you've you've never been on your own right you've always worked for a salon is that right
1: Um yeah I did like some rental a little bit I wouldn't say that I was like solely independent though mm-hmm. um but I did rent for a little bit and it was more challenging you know for me I guess with my personality you know like just having to be more responsible. Yeah. (laughs) Like yourself. I don't know. I mean, never say never, but yeah, I find it more uh, like it works for me better just to have like all those ins and outs kind of taken care of me um, underneath a larger business.
0: Yeah. Especially being a mom, I feel like there's a lot of things going on in your life and it takes a lot of pressure off of having to run your own business and do all the things that come with it too. It is kind of nice to clock in and clock out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but yeah that's awesome um so esthetician that is that's quite the word like what is <laughs> <laughs> what does it entail like what does esthetician mean
1: um yeah okay so I'm actually an advanced practice esthetician <laughs> I'm just gonna clarify because there is a difference so okay if you're a basic esthetician um uh what you can do is uh, you can do like basic facials, you can do uh, waxing, and uh, you can do like makeup consultations and things like that. And then if you're an advanced practice esthetician, it takes another license and uh, you can do like chemical peels, uh, microdermabrasions, advanced extractions, um, microneedling, and you can work with a doctor. Oh, wow. Um, does that kind of answer your question though? Yeah. Like, does that give you a good idea? But okay. Yeah. So it's like skincare. Skin it's skincare. skincare stuff. I'm a skincare therapist. Um, yeah. I talk to people about their skin and I help them with what they need and uh, yeah.
0: And you kind of do like a plan for them, like a, you said a skincare regimen, So you kind of work with people one-on-one to try to um, get their results and what they want or better their skin. Yes. Because everyone has a different skin type, I know that. Because my skin is the worst. Yeah, your
1: skin is crazy. Your skin is maybe the most sensitive skin I've ever worked with.
0: Yeah, well, it's a good thing I'm your sister. So. I know you had that allergic reaction. That was
1: also something that really has never happened to me before.
0: (laughs) You wanna? Do you wanna talk about that? Tell them about what happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Brittany came in for a facial and you would, you were getting facials for me kind of regularly. And like, normally your skin would get a little bit pink, but nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. And, um, and so the skincare I was using on you, it's the eminent skincare line, which is like very natural, very gentle, like very organic. And, um, so, uh, I did a treatment on you. It was like Mm. a gentle enzyme treatment. (laughs) Like it really like, it was so gentle. Most people, like pretty much everybody else can handle this treatment, but your skin just flared up. I mean, and it was so reactive and just like, I don't know, well, describe like, how did it feel to you?
0: Um, it, it felt like my skin
1: was burning on fire. Yeah, and it was just like this very gentle mask. Um, and here's where I feel really bad because I found out later that there was apple in there, like little bits of apple oh. in this enzyme treatment. I thought I told you this. Maybe I didn't. No, I think you did, <laughs> but I forgot.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, and you're allergic to apples.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, that could definitely be So it. then,
1: yeah. So then, um. After that allergic reaction, I mean, that was, like, a full-on allergic reaction. Like, I honestly can say I've never had anybody have an allergic reaction because I'm really careful. Like, I always ask people, are you allergic to anything, like, internally or externally? Like, that's, like, always something I go over. But I think with you, I don't know. I just must have been, like, you know, being casual. Yeah. And I wasn't wasn't thinking that there was apple in there. And then everything we did after that, like, your skin was just so reactive. Like, I tried to put a calming mask on you. and. Uh, your skin did not like that. You're like, that feels worse. (laughs) So yeah, I felt really bad about that.
0: I think even like the the plastic goggles were burning my skin.
1: That's, see, that always weirds me out. I'm like, why are the goggles burning you? Yeah. But I'm wondering, I mean, I have to clean them in Barbicide. So I don't know if it's, oh, I'm sure it's like the chemicals leach, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's just so weird that that would be something that irritates your skin
0: yeah well I would I would have to say that sounds like I'm probably the worst uh, nightmare client that you've had in your
1: doing a facial that I I mean no offense but just that I can remember it was just like probably the most uh like sos like oh no sort of moment That that normally doesn't happen when I'm giving facials. Which is a good thing
0: that I'm your sister again. So if it I has know. to be that, then I'm I'm glad I could be a good practice
1: for you. For well, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, I felt really bad because I love you. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, at least it's Brittany. And she won't like, you know, she'll forgive me. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and I'm also glad that I didn't go into a facial to somebody else. And they're just freaking out. And I like, you know, had to deal with that with, with somebody and give well, that to Well, they probably somebody else. would have.
1: They probably would have, like, taken into account that you're allergic to apples and, like, looked oh. <laughs> into everything like I normally would do. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe
0: not. <laughs> Maybe not. hmm hmm but- so, so, yeah, I guess there are – yeah, it's good that you um, know that and you go through that with people and before facials and stuff. Um, but, yeah, hopefully nobody is as allergic uh, as I am. <laughs> um Okay. That's, um, now tell me, like, how do you work one-on-one with people? Do they like come in and like, like, how does that work? Like, does someone come to you and like for a facial or have a consultation or how does that whole process work?
1: Yeah. Sometimes people come in with consultations. Um, I mean, I always give people consultations before their appointment, even if I have been seeing them for years, like I'll always be, I'll always ask them, you know, what are you doing with your skin? And, what are you using? How does it feel? All that fun stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, people come to me with different concerns. I would say my main concern, I, and it probably has to do with, you know, living in Minnesota is dry and aging skin. That's probably like the most common. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I get a lot of most of my clients are women and they're concerned about fine lines, wrinkles, sagging, um, sometimes hyperpigmentation, and, uh, um, that's probably my most typical client. And then I can, you know, offer them a lot of different treatments, depending on what they're interested in. Um, some people come in just cause they want to relax. Facials are very relaxing. We have, <laughs> I think it's like 45 muscles just in our face. Oh my gosh. So I think, yeah, I think people forget, you know, that we hold tension there. So just having like a nice facial treatment, um, can be more relaxing than even a massage. Um, so yeah, I get a lot of people who just want to relax and then, you know, I get people who have breakouts too and the breakouts are always more complicated to treat because there's so many different factors that could be causing breakouts. Um, but you know, that's kind of always a fun one to play with too. Cause you're kind of like playing detective what's causing the breakouts. What can we change? What can we add? How sensitive is your skin? Um, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, all sorts of different things. I do teen facials too. So sometimes I get teenagers. That's always kind of a fun one too because a lot of times it's the first time their skin is ever active a certain way. So a lot of times they come in for the facial but really all they need is just like a really nice basic skincare regimen. So that's always kind of satisfying to be able to help kids like that. Oh yeah, start them young, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, when you say breakouts, Um, what are like, what are reasons for breakouts? Like, what are those reasons besides like, I don't know, just hormones and diet, I guess is the only things I can think of.
1: Yeah. I mean, hormones and diet, that's a big thing. I see a lot of hormonal breakouts. Um, uh, but there's other factors. I mean, a lot of times genetics is just at play and, um, there's only so much you can do with things like that, but you can do like chemical peels and, um you know different treatments um other factors are like maybe it's the laundry detergent you're using on your pillowcases or maybe it's that your phone isn't clean or you know sometimes it's just really basic stuff like that
0: oh yeah um
1: you know uh you know stress is a huge factor um a lot of times i see breakouts when people are overdoing it on their skin too like if you are stripping your um, lipid barrier you can sensitize your skin and that causes more breakouts Um, so sometimes I see people who are using like a lot of acids on their face, thinking that one pimple that they had, like that'll clear it up. And then they end up giving themselves a lot more breakouts. Um, so, but that's also, you know, I really appreciate when people come see me because I can easily help them with that and get them on a good skincare regimen. Um, so that doesn't happen again. Do you recommend anything for their hormones if it's hormonal? Not internally. I mean, we have different products that can help with hormonal breakouts. Okay. Um, we have, so I mentioned the eminence line. With the eminence line, there are like different masks and things like that that are really great for hormonal breakouts. There's um, these masks that we call hot masks, and they're kind of unique to the eminence line, but they work really well with, with um, hormonal breakouts, but other breakouts too. And basically what it does is just kind of helps to um, uh, increase circulation and that kind of helps to minimize breakouts. And it's a mask that it has like spices in it, um, like fennel and or not fennel, but nettle. I think one has paprika and uh, things like that. And that will um, increase circulation and therefore help with some of those breakouts. Oh, so that's kind cool. of a fun one. But yeah, I never recommend anything internal. Okay. Sometimes I'll talk to people about... Um, their diet, but I very much stay in my lane. I mean, I know I'm not a nutritionist. I know right. I'm not a doctor. So, you know, like I can tell them drink more water, consider probiotics, but that's, you know, pretty much where I stop.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, now you said like something about um,
1: that hot mask. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it do? So, Hot masks help to increase circulation in the skin. So it does help with breakouts. A lot of times, like if the skin is just feeling a little bit, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is gonna be the right word, but like muddy or congested, it just needs some good circulation and blood flow. Um, so it's a cool mask because it doesn't actually um, exfoliate the skin or it's not like an acid, like an alpha hydroxy acid or a beta hydroxy acid where you're actually you know, exfoliating the skin or stripping the skin. Um, it can't hurt the skin. So even someone who has like rosacea can use it and your skin will get really bright red from it. It kind of feels like you have a sunburn. Um, Mm. but it can, I mean, beyond just, um, helping with breakouts, it can kind of plump up the skin. Um, it can help even the skin tone out. So it's kind of like it has to get really red first and then everything just evens out and it helps.
0: Awesome. That, um, what about those jade rollers that everybody has? Um, yeah, you roll on your face. What are those dude? Do? Does that help kind of, um, get
1: the blood flowing? It can. Yeah. Um, so I like those, I actually use those in my facial sometimes. I like a gua sha tool a lot. And, uh, for the most part, I think that they just feel good. Like, I don't think they're going to really change the game as far as your skin goes. Um, but I do think they can help a little bit with like lymphatic drainage. Um, You know, it's been said that it can help with tone, and I suppose it can. You'd have to use it a lot. Um, It can help with product penetration. So if you had, you know, like a mask on or some serums on, it can help, I think, to push it down a little bit. But usually when I use it, it's more for relaxation versus, uh, like, actually benefiting the skin. Oh, very cool
0: because um, there are now, there are a lot of, um, social media, TikToks, um, so many, so many beauty influencers. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know that they are certified with anything, um, with any esthetician license or any like formal schooling. Do you mm-hmm. ever watch any of those videos and think, oh no, 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 that is, that's some false
1: information. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, there's definitely things out there that I'm like, he probably shouldn't be doing that. I think my biggest thing that I see people do that is like very cringy is um, those at home derma rollers. Do you know what I'm talking about with the needles in them? Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it's essentially micro needling at home, and uh, which is just like so dangerous because Ooh. if you're, I mean, you can buy these now at Target for like $15. And, um, Yeah, like you can rip and tear your skin if you're not sanitizing them properly. Like you can give yourself a mean infection and like you have to be sanitizing those. So I think that's one that I see people doing online sometimes that I'm just like, you don't really know what you're doing with that. Um,
0: Yeah, because I I see that with not just esthetician or like beauty line, but I see a lot of it like with health and um, things that people are not actually certified about. And they're just kind of saying it as they know it online and I feel like that could be dangerous for people who are taking them seriously as as a professional.
1: Oh, for sure. I think people just like to hop on a bandwagon and it's like if they can present themselves as being knowledgeable, people will believe it. Right,
0: right. So that's why I ask, is there anything out there that you want to clear up that's like in the social in social media that you should not do? But um well, I Yeah don't
1: know. And there, I uh, mean I guess just the derma rolling.
0: Yeah. Yeah and um, I think I've heard you mention before that there's, like, some products that come out that, like you said, like Derma Rolling and some others that you should definitely not do at home. But for some reason, they sell it oh. as a product.
1: Um, maybe, like, okay, like, the product line The Ordinary, mm-hmm. I actually really like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's an interesting line. So I know I've talked to you a little bit about it. Like, it's very, 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 very inexpensive. Oh, yeah. And I guess the reason that it's really expensive inexpensive is because one they don't do a lot of advertising and two the products are kind of like in their raw form like they're just the pure ingredients a lot of other lines will do things to the ingredients or add different things to make the skin tolerate them better Mm -hmm. so they're great because they are just kind of like these raw ingredients or like these pure ingredients I should say not raw pure is a better way to put it but um, they can be really strong so I think sometimes selling them like selling a 30% glycolic acid chemical peel, which they have. It's like a 30% glycolic acid. I think it's 2% beta-hydroxy acid peel. I really like it, but um, it's just something that you can overdo. Mm-hmm. So because people can buy it not knowing what it is, they'll put it on their skin a few times a week when it's really something you should only be doing every two weeks to once a month. Yeah. So that's an example. I mean, I do think that like having that availability to things like that can be kind of you know risky business for your skin. Right, right.
0: Because I always feel like you should have a professional give you advice with these products and stuff because, um, I mean, that's your skin you're dealing with. It's kind of scary if you do overdo it.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully you would. I mean, yeah, I'll talk to my clients about any skincare. Like, I won't just talk to them about um, the skincare that we sell. So I would always hope that my clients would come and, you know, talk to me about the products they're using. So then they're using them properly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And you've mentioned that, um, ordinary product line, um, to me before to try to get into it because it is, um, a lower price point and it it works pretty good for the price point. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It's so cheap. I mean, you can get serums on there that would normally be like, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars for like $7. Cool. And have you used it before? Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I mean, it's so inexpensive. Like I use them just to play with them and just to kind of see what they are. Um, yeah. And they have some fun, fun things in their line. Very cool.
0: Um, now what do you recommend to just people, everyday people, uh, maybe somebody who's never even seen an esthetician before or someone who's never really had a skincare regimen? Um, what do you recommend for everybody?
1: everybody let's see Um, I would say always double cleanse your skin so make sure that you are washing your face twice the first time you wash um, will take off makeup or debris so if you don't wear makeup even just the stuff that builds up on your skin it'll take that off and then the second cleanse is to actually deep clean your skin I also recommend um, in that double cleanse uh, having two separate cleansers the first one being either an oil or a balm um, that's really good at removing dirt and debris and especially makeup. And then the second one, you can do a cleanser that's a little bit foamier to kind of deep clean the pores. Um, and the next thing I would recommend, especially for anybody over the age of 30, to have you should have a really good vitamin C in your regimen. Um, vitamin C is great for uh, repairing damage of the skin. It's really great for preventing damage, like sun damage. On the skin and um, it just helps to give you uh, a nice skin tone uh, more luminosity and it just all around basically makes your skin look really nice Um, so I do that and then I would do a hyaluronic acid a hyaluronic acid is a humectant it holds up to a thousand times its weight in water um, and it's just really good for making sure your skin is nice and hydrated I think especially living in the Midwest Um, that's an important thing to do but also, um, after a certain age, we, so we naturally have hyaluronic acid in our skin, um, and we lose hyaluronic acid as we age. And that's part of the reason why our skin starts to sag and not look as plump. So that's a nice thing to add to your skincare regimen. Also something that's very gentle, even though it says hyaluronic acid, it's not an acid, it's very neutral and gentle. And then the last thing that I would recommend for everybody is, well, I guess two more things. Like I would have a good moisturizer, um, so serums are meant to kind of go nice and deep into the skin, hopefully get to those skin cells that are down at the bottom layer before they get to the surface. Uh, moisturizer is meant to kind of hydrate and protect that outer layer, the epidermal layer. Um, so having good moisturizer and then the ultimate, like most important thing that I would recommend is wearing your SPF, like wear your SPF every single day, wear it inside, wear it during the winter, have something above SPF 15. Um, it is uh not only your biggest defense against skin cancer, it's gonna be your best anti-aging cream that you can own. I mean, the sun, sorry, can't talk. The sun will kind of just like deplete your pig or your um your collagen and it'll give you hyperpigmentation. So yeah, like wear your SPF. And oh, one more thing. Exfoliate your skin too. So do it about two or three times a week. Get a gentle scrub, get like a light alpha hydroxy acid and do that a couple
0: times a week and then that's your skincare regimen awesome i love how you say in that and that's it like that's your skincare regimen but i feel I like know. that's a lot i can write that down for you <laughs> yeah no that's fine it's funny you're like yep and that's that's all guys um <laughs> but yeah the sun the sun's the number one number one ager huh and also just it's how is it that something that's so good for you so bad for
1: you I know, but I mean, skin cancer is the number one cancer in America. Um, It's the least deadly, but that doesn't mean if you don't catch it soon enough, it can be bad. So yeah, I mean, mean, yeah, just be careful of that. That's like one thing I wish everybody knew uh, because skin cancer is really easy to miss too. Yeah, Uh, it, It can look like just a little red scaly thing. So just a word of advice, if you see something on your skin that looks weird and it's not going away, just go to the dermatologist and get it checked out because you never know do you see that on people
0: and have to tell them that you need to get that checked out yeah oh
1: okay yeah that's scary I, yeah
0: yeah um,
1: especially when they're like it's not going away then I'm like you have to go to the doctor like
0: yeah like now Uh huh. oh yeah so I, I bet you're you might be for a lot of people the number or the first person to tell them hey this doesn't look good. You need to see somebody. So sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, where, where do you think it happens mostly in skin cancer? Like, I feel like I see it on the tip of the nose a lot.
1: I don't know. I think it can happen anywhere. Honestly. Um, I obviously am seeing it on the face, you know, but I think, I think it can pop up anywhere. And if you have fair skin, you're, um, uh, more likely to get skin cancer. So if you have like fair skin and freckles, it's extra important. That you are just, you know, getting checked out at the dermatologist too regularly and just, you know, really wearing that SPF. Like I said, that that includes me.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. All right. We were talking about skin cancer and then uh, I would like to segue. Um, So you've told me about your skin cell kind of newer thing that you've been doing. My pro cell treatment. Pro cell treatment. I
1: want to know yeah. about that. Yeah. So, pro cell is a form of micro needling, kind of. It's uh, micro channeling. So, instead of using actual needles, we use filaments. And I believe filaments are just like thinner than needles. Um, so, basically, this is a treatment that, um, so, you like, instead of, Okay, let me back up. Okay, so microneedling. Normally with microneedling, you kind of roll and scrape a needle across the face. And the reason you do that is because um, whenever you microneedle, it helps to remodel the collagen in the skin. Um, It creates high quality collagen, it stimulates fibroblasts. Um, So the results are less fine lines and wrinkles. If you have scarring, um, it helps to kind of even out, like let's say you have acne scarring or something like that. It evens out the scarring and then if you have sagging in the skin, it can help with that too. Um, so basically what ProCell is, um, how it's different from regular microneedling is instead of rolling and scraping at the skin, it's kind of like a almost like a punch, like it um, uh, kind of goes up and down instead of rolling. So mm. it, there's not as much tearing. So that's a benefit of that. So with this treatment though, we also incorporate, um, stem cells and they're ethically sourced stem, stem cells, uh, from this college. And I can't remember the name of the college, but they're donated. It's not like taken, which, you know, is kind of a controversy. So with that, the, um, the stem cells send protein messages to the skin, and they just help uh, along with like the healing process and like creating more collagen, more elastin, just like a better tone to the skin. Um, so, uh, yeah, does that, that kind of that, that sounds that give you some crazy. good info. Crazy, yeah, I'm, it's really exciting.
0: I'm still living in the age of like I just it it still blows my mind that we have stem cells so that you get it from college students that donated them college athletes is that
1: what i remember saying (laughs) yes yes college athletes um it's been a while since i've had my pro cell training so like all the little fine details are escaping me but um yeah uh they're donated and i mean the results of this treatment are just amazing you know i've done a few myself and like you really can see a difference pretty fast um the only thing is like you want to be consistent with it I recommend doing at least six treatments once a month, um, in between. And, um, there's really no downtime either, which is another plus, you know, sometimes you do these crazy like laser treatments or chemical peels and your skin is just wrecked for, you know, weeks afterwards with this one. Um, you'll be red and puffy like right after you do the treatment. And then, um, the next day, like you yourself, you'll probably see your skin, uh, feeling a little bit funny, but I don't think it's anything that anybody else would notice. Sure. Um, and then after about a week, your skin is just like, you can start to see the healing process already.
0: Oh, awesome. Now you've done it yourself. What did, what did you think about your results?
1: I loved my results. Um, yeah, so I've done three so far and, I just like, you know, I'm in my thirties, so I'm noticing everything I just described I have fine lines and wrinkles I'm noticing like some sagging some you know loss of collagen so after my first treatment I noticed you know just like perkier skin like evener skin tone and um uh like less fine lines and wrinkles so yeah it's it's a really neat treatment and it like if people are really concerned about fine lines and wrinkles and sagging and um uh, like scarring, that's always the first thing I go to just because the results are so good. Ooh,
0: I know I want to do this. Now, you said you have to do the treatment every, every
1: once in a while. You, you should do the treatment. So if this is something you want to do, you should really commit because it's like just doing one treatment, you might see some nice results, but, um, uh, you really want to do at least six treatments to get the full effect of it. Oh, okay. Um, and you want to do the treatments about three to four weeks in between, so the skin has a healing um, a healing time of about 30 to 45 days. so actually when you do this treatment, you'll see the peak results of it about at about 30 to 45 days. Um, but that's why you want to get in so you just keep up with it and it's um, permanent change so it's not something that'll go away um, but you know you'll continue to age so it's not like the results you see will be there forever just because you're still going to continue to change but you did remodel your collagen essentially mm-hmm. so, you know, that's, that's there permanently. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like, yeah, it's called, it's called controlled injury. It's like, uh, you know, there's different things that we do that are controlled injury, like chemical peels are controlled injury. When you do like cryotherapy, it's controlled injury. So, um, this is just like another form of controlled injury. Okay. So
0: controlled injury is like, like just kind of, Injuring your skin basically to to heal it more, to heal it, to create more of a healing, to kind of heal over the healing process. Cool, that's super Mm -hmm. cool. All right, and yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to have those tools at home to put needles into your face on your own. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because you're not going to be able
1: to sanitize that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but that, but that's the goal that people are doing when they're doing those. um, like derma rollers at home is also controlled injury. Okay. Controlled injury. And then, yeah, I think that they also, I think the goal is like to get your products to penetrate deeper. Like the thought it's kind of like irrigating the skin. So it's like Mm. the products will penetrate deeper. Um, but I still like would never recommend doing that at home on your own.
0: Yeah, definitely pay a professional like you. And I, I think, I think you're really good at what you do. You put a lot of passion and, um, research you you keep up with the studying and you're always learning something new in your field it seems like
1: yeah I think it's interesting so <laughs> it's yeah fun. and um I also
0: want to touch base about the wax things <laughs> that you do yeah waxing yes Let's
1: um, talk about waxing
0: so tell me tell me about waxing
1: what would you like to know? Like, There's like all what? Sorts of different like, what do of wax? you wax?
0: Like, name all the name all the parts that you wax. <laughs> <laughs> name the parts. <laughs> well,
1: I will say I will wax anything. I, the only thing I don't do is manzillions, and that is like. Penis waxes. <laughs> and I, I won't do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny. I didn't know that that's a thing. Okay, I don't want to get too gross, but can you wax balls? Is that safe? Yeah, it's that's safe. part of the
1: manzillion. Yeah, oh, you gosh. can, but oof, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. No way. No, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I do. Uh, Sorry, guys. I do facial waxes. I do Brazilians. Uh, I do leg waxes. I wax. I will wax anything except for men's private areas.
0: <laughs> All right. Sorry, men. No no, Stacy, Soft Hands there's, for you. There's
1: other estheticians you can see for that. Um, but my favorite thing to wax our brows, like my favorite, like my jam is a brow tint and a brow wax. Like that to me is like one of my favorite things to do. And you're really good at it. Well, thanks, Britt.
0: Yeah. No, you are. You're the best. Um, and I always thought that you should do wax specialties. Like you could do it for famous people because... <laughs> I think that you could you could make any any shape you want and make it perfect.
1: Oh, thanks. Um, you know, there's so much in brow waxing now, though. It's crazy. It's, like, these two little things of hair that are on our face. But there's just, like, it's so big now. Like, brows are so big now. There's, like, so much to actually know about brow waxing that I, I don't know. Oh, wow. um, But I do my best. Like, some people will, like, measure. Like, there's special, like, measuring tools. And then they take, like the concealer and you know i'm sure that you've seen it on instagram that's where i've seen it yeah um, yeah i uh, all that stuff is
0: really uh, way in over my head because i'm a very basic basic b um i don't know if that's the right term basic b but i'm i don't know that much basic about basic yeah <laughs> I don't know that much about um makeup and stuff. So seeing them do all these crazy I think you eyebrows know
1: more than you give yourself credit for, you're good at doing your makeup. Oh, well, thank
0: you. I, I just do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got my go-to. <laughs> um, but so as far as like, um, yeah, eyebrows, like, I see the craziest things, yeah, they, like, fill them in, now you can buy stencils where you stencil the size. Yeah, of
1: there's just so many things you can do with your brows now, which is great, it's so fun, um, but, like, yeah, it's kind of humbling, too, because it's, like, you think you know what you're doing, and then you're, like, oh, wait, but they're doing that, and I need to know how to do that. Yeah, what about
0: those uh, tattoos? a tattoo shops. What is that called? Oh,
1: the uh, microblading. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool service. Um, yeah. So that's like a, uh semi-permanent tattooing. And basically they kind of like, I mean, I'm not an expert at this, but they will kind of like make little hair line uh, incision, not incisions, but just little like tattoo swipes. So they are basically tattooing the brows on but it's not permanent. Like, you can do permanent tattooing, and that always ends up looking really weird mm-hmm. over time. But with um, microblading, see, I always want to say dermaplaning, That's something different. Microblading, yeah. Um, yeah, it can look really natural, and it's something you have to get t- touched up, I think, like once a year. And then I think it lasts for three years. Um, but, yeah, that's a really cool service. Yeah, I have a friend who actually got that done, and it looks really good on her. Yeah, yeah, I know quite a people that it. But I've had it done and how it's it,
0: nice. How do they get it to be a, a semi-permanent? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I,
1: I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the ink that they use. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, because you know, I would
0: like, imagine a tattoo would be really
1: dark and fade and get really fat. Well, and... what I've seen, yeah, with the ta- the permanent ones, and uh, it's always, like, older women that get it done for some reason. Um it the ink changes color over time so it may have been like a really natural color at first and then it turns out being like bright red for some reason yeah after 10 years and then it also for some reason they don't tattoo it to look like hair they kind of just like tattoo one brow if that makes sense can you picture it like like shaded (laughs) like what like if we were to color it in
0: yeah oh yeah I feel bad for the people who made that decision I bet
1: they have to use a lot of cover up yeah, and then like the permanent lip liner and then there's permanent eyeliner too, which permanent eyeliner, I'm like that is a commitment. Yeah. I've
0: seen it too. I've seen I've seen people do that and I thought the same thing. I was like Like you wanna wear
1: eyeliner every, every single day? day?
0: Yeah. I'm just like, ah, what about the fun of changing it up? Like yeah, I don't know, some
1: days
0: I don't want to wear eyeliner. I know. Natural. Oh natural. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, well, to each their own, you know, so um but yeah that so that microblading yeah that's so interesting. So you you do waxes do you, mm-hmm. uh, brow waxes and do you do the little I know you've I don't know maybe I shouldn't call you out on this but I know you kind of don't like the trend of the slits in the eyebrows.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm not against it. I would okay. never wax it like that. I like I think that usually you use like a little razor a little razor to do it no I don't mind that but um maybe I said that in the past and I changed my mind or something but yeah yeah, like I just would never wax something like that in because that will damage the follicle
0: oh yeah yeah I think that's what you're saying because if you wax it it
1: will like it's harder to grow back yeah because you're ripping the hair out by the follicle so it'll grow in thinner no matter what Mm -hmm. uh so yeah if you're waxing like a line through your brow that would not be good because eventually you'll want to grow that brow in do people ever ask you to wax it like that? No, and I probably would say no. Yeah, but you Just, would
0: you shave it for them?
1: I guess I could. I dermaplane now. I guess I could give it my best shot. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell them I don't really know what I'm doing, but if they really want me to do it, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I always wondered how people got their little slits done. I have friends who have them. Um, I should ask yeah. them how they do it. But uh-huh. I think it looks cool. But for me, being older, I've noticed that my hair, my eyebrow hair, doesn't grow as much. Yeah. So I'm not really t- interested in taking a risk for a no, fashion statement. I need statement. All my hairs.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I need my eyebrow hairs.
0: It's for the younger generation.
1: <laughs> it's for the younger and the people who have like very nice thick eyebrows. Otherwise, yeah. it just. It, otherwise, I don't think it would look intentional. Like if you didn't have those <laughs> nice thick eyebrows, it would look. With like my blonde
0: just... eyebrows, it would just look yeah. like a cat scratched me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm just thinking about how funny that would be. Yeah, and I I heard well maybe I saw it on TikTok or something, but um. I heard that people are bleaching their eyebrows. Like, that became a
1: trend. Yeah. I feel like that was big maybe a year or two ago. It's not as popular now. But, yeah, people Short are doing lived. that too. I feel like Kim Kardashian made that popular because she did that. Mm. And then, at least that's in my mind why it's popular. But, um, yeah, I don't see – I can see that – that just sounds dangerous for one, getting bleached that close to your eyeballs. And for two, like, that would really damage the hairs. Well, yeah, and, and also
0: eyebrows – What? I mean, again, being light, light hair, like, color, my eyebrows are so pale that it's like, I don't, I, I want to darken them. You don't want them to disappear. I know, I know.
1: But I think there's, like, this thing where it's, like, it's so ugly that it's trendy. I don't know. I feel like that's part of fashion. <laughs> Is I don't, that Do a you know thing? What I mean Yeah. Yeah. Like, normcore. Maybe even. I shouldn't. Hi. I'm talking to Britt. Hi. You want to say hi to Britt? You're on... Her radio
0: show. Hi, Scarlett. We got ice skates. Yeah, we got ice
1: skates today. Did you get ice skates? Yeah. Are you excited to try them? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So River got invited to a birthday party this weekend. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be ice skating. I guess his friend has a rink at his house. Cool. Very Minnesotan. Yeah. Um, But he doesn't know how to ice skate, so we got to teach him how to ice skate. course, oh sunday oh so my gosh got ice skates there's a lot of um like either like homemade ice drinks in their backyard or like they have like a community pond where they all kind of ice skate together which is so cool yeah i love that and that is
0: that if i had a kid i would want that just it's so communal and like minnesotan and yeah, yeah. that's so cool you guys should do that you have the backyard for it we've thought we've talked about it yeah i bet you'd do that that'd be fun Um, So that's exciting. But yeah, um, are there, because I'm sure you have to keep up with trends. So how do you do it? Mm -hmm. How do I do it? I go on Instagram.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that honestly, like, yeah, that's probably what I do because I am not trendy. So. (laughs)
0: Yeah? Well, I feel like you're more trendy than me. You've always, my whole life, taught me, oh, you've always taught me about really cool things, like, like, denim core. I learned that from you.
1: <laughs> What's denim core? I don't even
0: remember. Like, hardcore denim. Like, denim on denim on denim. Denim core. <laughs> you taught it to me. I was like, I did? yeah.
1: When was denim core a thing? Oh, was that recently?
0: No, I would say like six years ago or something. Oh, okay. but I still remember it because I was just like, that's "Whoa, why funny. is my sister so cool? She knows about denim core." <laughs> the internet. I'm
1: yeah. just
0: on the internet. Yeah, but it is just a funny concept. The all these cores. It's like hardcore denim. Hardcore. Yeah. Like it's just so funny. Like that's kind of what it means. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, all these
0: I can't keep up. Now it's up.
1: like '90s core. Everything is '90s. Yeah,
0: I I do like the generation now where you kind of can dress however you want, and it's very you know, it's like we're in a we're in a generation of all generations, <laughs> like like all this, yeah. '60s, '70s, <laughs> '80s, anything '90s, goes. like any yeah, anything goes.
1: I do think yeah, I do think we're kind of in a time of like acceptance yeah. to a certain extent. Well,
0: I don't with, know with fashion maybe um, with fashion. <laughs> Uh, there's a wait cottage core is a really weird one that I mean it's that I just you don't see very often.
1: What is cottage core?
0: Um, cottage core. Let's find the definition of it. Let's have a search. Um, it is a fashion aesthetic popularized by teenagers and young adults celebrating in the rural life. It was developed throughout the uh, 2010s, and was first named Cottage Core and Tumblr.
1: Okay, so it's
0: like cottage.
1: So yeah, there's like it kind of reminds me of um, uh, like Harajuku in Japan a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Where there's like all these different themes that kind of go along with it.
0: Yeah, I mean not
1: to that extent. Like Harajuku is a you know a whole like
0: culture, well, but
1: yeah, cottage... there's always like these different themes.
0: Cottage Core kind of reminds me of like um. Like what is that age? Like little house on the prairie. Yeah. Yeah. I that's can see that. that's yeah. kind of that's what
1: I pictured when you said cottage core. Yeah, cottage core. I games. always I always think the one that I know the most is Norm Core.
0: Oh yeah. What's that again? It's like hardcore normal
1: Uh, I think it's something that only uh like really young good-looking people can pull off because it's basically just dressing very basic yeah it's like wearing like an oversized white t-shirt and like mom jeans
0: (laughs) kind of I like it no I get what you're saying like an American apparel model
1: yeah well like picture if just like uh you know 45-year-old mom wore that, you'd think, like, oh, she just dresses like that. But if you're a young 20-year-old who is, like, thin and good-looking, then it's an aesthetic,
0: yeah. I guess? Yeah, that makes sense. just not crazy. Being, being actually normal, like, having a normal not body of a model, you can't get
1: away with everything. No, like, mom jeans look... Uh, just like regular jeans on me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're, a I mom. mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I fill them out. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We're curvy women, and and to say, I mean, we're normal women. I mean, we're normcore. Nor, we're we are normcore. We are,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you're not normcore.
0: I'm not norm. No, I don't dress normcore, do I? You're not normcore. normcore. I don't know what I am. <laughs>
1: You're just britain I'm Britain. You're car. the
0: you're you're the wild card. I am the wild card, aren't I? I've been <laughs> called that. I used to my nickname at Leaning Tower of Pizza. There was a guy that worked there in the kitchen for years and he is Brazilian and he used to call me Chaosity for pure chaos. What that just pure, pure chaos. chaos just chaosity. <laughs> that was my nickname. Oh my god. Well, I don't know if that's, like, the definition. That was just – he he just called me chaosity as a word he made up for chaos. okay. Yeah, but I guess that goes along with the wild card. But uh, anyways, um, it was in a good way. He just meant wild card. Like, I just yeah. was always, like, yeah.
1: Well, your name is Wild Card in our family because of how you play – apples to apple <laughs> it is <laughs> I switch it up
0: uh-huh. i can't you get... come out of nowhere we can never predict no that's that's the whole point of the game right uh-huh. sometimes no <laughs> <You> Confuse people <laughs> i don't know Yeah, just confuse everybody i i play poker mm-hmm. really well too okay um, i can see it <laughs> but um all right i think we're we're veering away from from we're done here Ast- are we done Are you sure no
1: I thought that's what you're gonna say
0: (laughs) no I mean unless you want to be done but I have more questions oh okay ask away all right all right all right um okay so uh, what is your um the number one thing that you take away from working at so many different salons um in different cities in in the Twin Cities, so you have worked in Minneapolis, you've worked in Saint Paul, and now you're in the South Suburbs. What is your favorite location to work for? And do you uh, see like a, do you see a difference in clientele from all the different places?
1: I do, and I'm going to go back to what your original question was. That what's my ta- what's my takeaway? Yeah. Versus what's my favorite? Because definitely, like right where I'm at now is my favorite. I'm very happy with the salon I'm working at. Um, but my takeaway from working at all these different places, so everybody is very different from place to place, but my takeaway is that everybody at their true essence is good, mostly. And, uh, I think like, no matter what people's political views are, where they live, what they're eating for breakfast, like people are just good. And I love, uh, the part of my job where I just get to connect with people and, uh, Make them feel good. That's my favorite thing. Like, I love making people feel good. Yeah. So uh, I think that's my takeaway from, like, working at all the different places. Like, no matter where you go, people
0: are more similar than they are different. Interesting. So, yeah, like they say, you know, St. Paul and Minneapolis are so different. And then you Mm -hmm. go to suburbs and you have more snootier people, or so they say. Um, Well,
1: I wouldn't say snootier, but they're just different, (laughs) you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You can find snobs everywhere. Oh yeah. I was just I I was being dramatic. I don't actually think yeah. that, but um Yeah, so you just think that more people are have more similarities than they are different and you don't have a favorite yeah. city that you I mean, work?
1: No. Uh uh-uh, uh. I don't. Um I think that I had a fun at, like there's great things to every place that I was. Like I could give you my favorite reason for working at every place that I did, but I can't say that I had like a favorite. Oh, well, that's good.
0: You're very adaptable. Sounds like, yeah. Now you lived, you've lived out of in different states, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know that. I know that you didn't necessarily work in all those uh, states and another country. Um, yeah. But you didn't actually practice at the time in a place doing esthetician. Stuff, well right? in
1: iowa i worked as a makeup artist i worked for chanel when i lived in iowa and i did some freelance when i lived in iowa i was trying to make it work out <laughs> there. yeah
0: i do remember that actually um and now what did you think about working in iowa was that, that scene a little bit different than minnesota uh
1: more similar than different i loved living in iowa i thought iowa was really a hidden gem yeah um, i hear that a lot about iowa You know, especially, so I lived in Des Moines, and Des Moines, I thought, was really similar to the Twin Cities, maybe just, like, on a smaller scale, Um, but it was clean, you know, there was lots of fun things to do, Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I really liked living there.
0: Cool. Yeah, I liked visiting. It was a fun place to visit, and you got your little downtown area, and you got that you got Chinese contemporary
1: art museum. You got your rose garden. I'm sorry, what did you say? The Chinese what? Pizza shop. Yeah, Brand. What was that pizza shop called? Fong's. Oh. Fong's. That place was good. I have a
0: T-shirt from there. You do. I do. But that oh, was when cool. I went. Uh, for Laganitas. We went there late night. Everyone was crowded. Oh, okay. Everyone from the festival was eating pizza like two in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had fun, uh, like, different, unique flavors at Fong's. Yeah, and like the late
0: night slices were really fun. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I like Des Moines. Des Moines was awesome. Um, yeah. Now, when you were in, I'm curious about Toronto. I know mm-hmm. you didn't really work anywhere at the time because you were busy being a mom to two kids. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But did you did you do anything um, either freelance or did you go to a salon or like what was what was it like over there within the in the beauty industry?
1: Um, that's a good question. So I didn't do anything. I didn't work at all when I lived in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was interesting? So and I didn't even really like get my hair done very often when I was there but when I did go to a salon so I remember it was like pretty close to when we were going to leave Toronto Mm -hmm. um I got to talking to the hairstylist about what it takes to um get into the industry there and I was gonna I was assuming that she was gonna say well you have to go to school for like nine million years and like there's all these crazy licensing because here in the states like there's a lot of licensing and testing and like a lot that goes into being in the beauty industry. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but it's actually hard work. Like there's so many different like laws and rules. You have to render your license, you have to take classes. Like there's a lot you have to do and it's kind of a pain in the ass. But um, so because Canada, like usually they have more licensing and things like that and more red tape, I just assume that's how it would be in the beauty industry too. Um, but what I found out is that you actually don't have to go to school at all to work in that industry. And you don't have to have a license to work in the industry. (laughs) I know anybody can do it. They prefer that you do. You're more likely to get a job if you do. But it's not legally required for you to do that like it is here. Oh, wow. That is super interesting. I thought that was really interesting, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you were sad. Um, You
0: could have gotten a job there. I could have. But, you know, I was busy being a mom. Um, Yeah. You had a lot going on with the kids.
1: Yeah. But Toronto was a really cool city. I mean, there was a lot going on there. I mean, there was a lot of art. There was probably a lot of different cool hair salons and um, different things that I could have gone to if I would have stayed longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that just didn't happen. So that's okay.
0: What about uh, Milwaukee? Did
1: Good you, old Milwaukee. Did you do anything there? Or what about the salons no. out there? Um, no, I didn't do anything in Milwaukee. Uh scarlet was really little and then river i was pregnant with river so that just like was not in the cards he was actually born in milwaukee you knew that right yep so i don't know about like the beauty industry in milwaukee i oh, gosh where did i get my hair done when i lived in milwaukee i don't even remember um kind of blocked that part out huh well <laughs> it's i yeah, so short-lived I remember... oh, we were there for like two years no it was a year and a half um Yeah, I don't, Milwaukee is a cool scene. I mean, there was a lot going on there too. Like they had a ton of uh, like great restaurants. Um, uh, Yeah, I would assume that like there's probably a lot of great salons out there, but I just didn't really, I wasn't thinking about that when I was out there.
0: Yeah. Again, you had babies on your mind and in your belly.
1: I was busy being a mom. Yeah. I was momming.
0: Yeah. You had a little one. Scarlett was very little at the time. So, yeah, I remember that. And you had a cat. You had a cat problem. You had a cat fight. Cat fights. Yeah. L- literally a kitty a kitty war between yours and your husband's cats.
1: Yeah, Napoleon and Sebastian. We had Napoleon, Sebastian, and we had Belle. And it was two worlds collided because um, Sebastian and Napoleon were Brandon's cats. And Belle was my cat. And we thought if we brought them together, eventually they would get along. And it, they didn't. They fought viciously, uh, Napoleon and Belle specifically. I mean, I'm talking like cats screaming, rolling in a ball down the stairs, not even exaggerating. Um, so we had to separate them, which was really sad because our place in Milwaukee was really small. And we had to keep Belle in a bedroom, which was just so sad. Oh, I know. Poor baby. I you know. But now she's in a happy home. and Yeah, now she's living with mom and dad. And mm. she is very happy. And she's
0: very demanding. She, I know. She's always yelling in the background.
1: Yeah. Bill, she's getting she's getting old. I know. She's a
0: she's eighteen.
1: Nineteen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But awesome. So so you've done a lot of your work in the Twin Cities and um yeah, you like it. That's awesome. No, it's yeah. kind of when you have clients, it's kind of like you're hanging out with a friend, you know, it's kind of like, okay, let's, let's That's do beauty the goal. stuff.
1: <laughs> That's the goal. Like you try to kind of make your, you, like, I don't know. I, I always feel like I work a little harder when I connect with someone to get them to come back because yeah, like if you can be excited about your clients coming in, then it makes your job way more fun.
0: Well, yeah, it's almost just like it's not work at all. It's like you're getting paid to hang out with a friend and make, uh-huh. make them feel beautiful yeah yeah that's awesome
1: yeah make them feel
0: good yeah so if you recommend that somebody has never ever gone to an esthetician or um done any facials or anything do you recommend coming to see you and having a consultation first
1: you know i would i would just come in for like an hour-long facial because yeah. you're going to want the treatment no matter what. Like, I can customize uh, for anybody, you know. And if it's um, if it's something where, like, we want to do something more, like we want to do a pro cell, we wanted to do a chemical peel, we can either incorporate it into that time or, like, we can schedule something else. But you're going to want that facial. And um, if you schedule a half-hour facial, I just feel like it's never enough time. Like, for me personally, like, it's not even satisfying because I feel like I can't get the work done that I want to get done. That's why I always say just, like, if you're wondering about facials, if you're wondering about skincare, just schedule an hour-long basic facial, and then you know we can go from there.
0: Yeah, as a person who's gotten a facial, even the hour, you're like, that's it, we're done. I know it goes <laughs>
1: by really fast. Yeah, you can go longer. You can get an hour and a half too, if if you're like, I really want to do this. Um, and yeah, it's it's relaxing, and you will not regret doing that.
0: Yeah, and I think you've told me this before, but you have people fall asleep during facials
1: ever? Oh yeah, all the time. You'll have to wake them up. Normally, they're not like such in a deep sleep where I have to like shake them awake. But um, yeah, I've had people snore. Cute. It happens pretty often, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a relaxing time,
0: and especially with everybody, I'm sure they're busy doing stuff, and that's uh-huh. their time to relax. I could, I would probably fall asleep, but I don't.
1: Yeah, I mean I think self care is really important. It's so cliche, and we hear that all the time, but it's just like the world is so crazy. You have to find a way to just take time for yourself. You know, it really helps you do the rest of your tasks in life if you can, you know, take care of yourself first.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that is very important, especially if you have kids and everything and you're running around and you, mm-hmm. you got to stop and take care of yourself, do your skin stuff because what? Twenty years when they grow up you're gonna look in the mirror and be like oh crap I didn't take care of that
1: <laughs> you're gonna be like oh man I should
0: have scheduled that hour yeah. facial." oh no <laughs> they don't even care they're gone now I'm stuck <laughs> with these wrinkles
1: mm-hmm.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny well all right anything else you want to talk about or give advice to people
1: um I don't know I don't think so I think we covered a lot
0: okay all right now how often should people come in and get their facials
1: um, ideally once a month that's a good rule of thumb once a month. Um, yeah once a month is good to really see changes in your skin um, for people who can't come in once a month I would recommend at least coming in once a season because with the season changes your skin changes too like right now I'm seeing people with very 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 dry skin so if your skin is dry right now that is normal you're not alone um, yeah, so once a month or if not that, once a season. Awesome. Well,
0: awesome. Thanks for coming on here and hanging out with me over the phone doing the COVID yeah. safe. Yeah, interview. well, this
1: works. I mean, this works. This yeah.
0: is easy. I know. Do what you can, right? I, I'm glad that I have the phone set up so I can
1: actually do this. and So, The next time we get together, does that mean we have to have Mediterranean food since you're having everybody's favorite food with them?
0: Yes, that is exactly what that means. Mediterranean food and falafel. We can easily
1: make that.
0: Yeah, and falafel. Falafel. Yeah, do you have have falafel at your house right now?
1: I actually do. Yeah, you
0: should, um, if you make some, like even tonight, you should like take a selfie and send it to me so we can have a photo of you.
1: Oh, okay. We'll see yeah what maybe i'll just take a picture of me like spooning hummus because that sounds that's good. more likely what i'll have time for okay yeah do that do a okay. do a hummus <laughs> selfie and
0: make sure the lighting looks nice and uh oh, okay take a good hummus photo of yourself all right i can do that um and uh have you used that that light on your phone that i gave you
1: yeah does it work yeah, i love that yeah it's okay. great it helps a lot with um uh like some of the pictures i take at work
0: yeah, just like a quick snap before someone takes off when you're done doing mm-hmm. a service, I would imagine. I don't know.
1: Yeah, for like browse and like the pro sales, I like to document the progress. Cool. So that helps with that.
0: I'm glad that works for you. Um, yeah, those are good gifts.
1: You're listening to Excelsior, KBBOB 95.1. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: And this was Excelsior by Brittany Lee Wexler. Thanks for joining us and welcome back next time. (laughs) I panicked. That was good.